RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. And by Blackstone Products. To see their complete line of griddles and accessories, visit them at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Our guest correspondents are Joe and Kate Russo from WeAreTheRussos.com. In 2015, Joe and Kate quit their jobs, sold most of their stuff to live out their dream of traveling full-time in an RV and working for themselves. To learn more about their journey to freedom, check out Joe's book, Take Risks, One Couple's Journey to Quit Their Jobs and Hit the Open Road, which we will link to in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Joe and Kate. How are you guys? Hi. Thank you. Hello. Well, now, it's great to have you on Campground of the Week this week because you are kind enough to join us over on the RVFTA podcast and talk about the topic of downsizing your RV from a Class A to a van. And then we thought, well, let's talk about a campground that you can Stephanie's really so get crafty. into with a van. She's like, let's also get them to talk about a campground that's good for downsizing. So you guys are going to be giving us a review of Upper Pines in Yosemite National Park. But before we dive into that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, which is a little different than Upper yeah, Pines. Yeah, and our, our, and our advice is always to stay at the National Park Campground and then go to a Jellystone after that to celebrate having hookups and everything. So award-winning Yogi Bears Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. Whether you're an RV enthusiast or you enjoy the comforts of a cabin or you pack that tent, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities. Some have amazing water zones, mini golf, wagon rides themed weekends, and of course, always appearances from Yogi Bear and friends. You'll see that family fun is the main attraction. With over 80 locations in the United States and Canada, you can have a quality camping experience that's also close to home. Visit CampJellyStone.com to find a Jellystone Park near you. All right, Joe and Kate, get us situated here. Let's talk about the four campgrounds in Yosemite Valley, and then we can kind of zone in on this particular one that you guys love so much. Sure. So the four campgrounds are Upper Pines, uh, which is where we stayed, but there's also Lower Pines, North Pines, and Camp 4. Um, but Camp 4 is for t- uh, tents only. They don't allow trailers or RVs, and they also don't allow pets at that one. 
So Upper Pines is the one that you stayed at um, in particular. Was there a reason why you chose that one out of all the four besides, of course, you know, the one that doesn't allow RVs? Uh, so Upper Pines is the largest, and what we didn't make reservations. We just kind of started checking for uh, last-minute cancellations, and Upper Pines, being the biggest, had the most cancellations, so that's where we ended up booking. Okay, so let's dive into more about You said it's the largest campground. Situate us how many sites, What's gonna? what are we going to find there? Sure. So it has over 200 sites, and this particular campground does allow online reservations, um, which most people book well in advance. Yeah, I think at least a year. And so for RVers, the max size for the campground is 35 feet for motorhome, 25 feet for trailers, because your rig has to fit completely on the uh, paved spot that you're assigned. Oh, that's interesting. So that's a lot different than booking at a private campground. So what are some of the best campsites there that you guys really love and recommend if you can try and nab one of these? Yeah. So we ended up camping in site 222 the first few nights, and we loved it because all of these sites are along the edge and you have trees and woods behind you. Um, You don't, you only have neighbors to the left and the right and no neighbors behind you. So it's a little bit quieter. There was a like a creek that was going along back there, and what's cool is you can actually walk through the sites to a lot of the hiking trails that are in the area. And to give you kind of a visual of what the campground looks like, um, there are multiple loops, and every loop has sites on the outer ring and then within the loop. So we had another site within the loop, and then you're just surrounded by other campers. Okay, so you did a little bit of site hopping in order to stay for longer at this park, which is something that maybe some folks will want to understand, sort of. Sometimes when you put in for those reservations, you get nothing available for your whole stay, but I guess you guys kind of chopped up your stay. And because they downsized into a small Class B, (laughs) this was easy to do. Exactly. So we were able with the Class B to fit in tent sites, and what we were doing is We booked our first couple nights. We found a cancellation in Site 222. And once we were there, we loved it so much, we decided we had to spend a few extra nights. And as we were at the park, kept going online to find um, last-minute cancellations. So we found another spot and then hopped over to that. So we could have kept doing it, but we decided it was time to get going and hit the road. Now, did you guys just kind of spontaneously do this trip this way? Or, I mean, it's really hard to just go online and get standard reservations at this place. Like, it almost seems like you're better off doing it the way that you did it. (laughs) Like, you're more likely to get a site playing the game you guys played than trying to just book one through the regular old system. Is Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for us, it's the way we travel. We don't really make plans. And we started doing it at Kings Canyon Campground um, further south. So I got last-minute cancellations there. And then when we went to Yosemite, I was like, let's try this again. And that's kind of, we learned for us with national parks that are really booked out well in advance that that system works well for us. And we yet have not been able to get a reservation when we wanted one. And the same thing happened at Crater Lake National Park last summer. We were able to get a last 
last minute um, cancellation as well. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really great tip for people that are feeling a bit frustrated with the National Park Reservation System because, first of all, it's very hard, like you said, for anybody to know what they're doing a year in advance. We're stressing about that right now. And second of all, cancellations happen when people make reservations a year in advance. So this is a way, you know, it's like don't give up hope. Do you guys go with a backup plan to places like this? I mean, do you go to somewhere like Yosemite or somewhere like Crater Lake thinking, okay, if we can't get a cancellation, we're going to go to this campground outside of the park? Or are you are you really truly winging it? We used to have a bit of a backup plan when we had our Class A because our Class A, you're very limited on the places you can park or go. So once we got the Class B, when we started, we would have a backup plan, but we realized we didn't need it because we can take the B just about anywhere and we're comfortable driving at night. So we just wing it now. And if something doesn't work out, we look at the map and say, all right, which way are we going to head now? Huge pro of van life. Let's go. Let's insert this into the other podcast is that you can do this, this site hopping game at these incredibly difficult NPS campgrounds to get sites at. I love it. And the other thing, too, is we've actually um, stayed at private and other public campgrounds where if we happen to not have a reservation but we'll meet someone else who's camped in a campground, they'll usually have enough room to fit our van in their towed spot. Um, So we've been able to share spots with people as well, and we'll just pitch in for half the cost of their site. You crafty. They're so crafty. You're so crafty. Oh, my gosh. We need just have we need to have a, another spinoff podcast like tips and tricks with Joe and Kate. Crafty tips, <laughs> being crafty, RV crafty with Joe and Kate. All right, so let's look at the sites themselves. What what do the sites look like? What do they have? Um, are you allowed to have fires there in Yosemite? Yes, you. The sites have um, a fire ring, a picnic table, and then they also provide a bear-proof box because bears are a problem, especially in Yosemite Valley. Um, and we're not talking Yogi Bear anymore. We're talking no, the real bears. Real bear. <laughs> yeah, so to give you an idea, uh, I never knew about bear boxes before. Uh, for those who have never seen one, it's essentially an, uh, a locked box where you can put all of your cosmetics, anything that has a scent, food, and things like that, because if you have a tent or a soft-sided RV, so maybe a pop-up trailer or something similar, you're required to put everything in the bear box because a bear may come along and tear through your stuff. If you have a hard-sided RV, like a van, Class A, Class C, then you're allowed to keep everything within the vehicle. Let's talk bathrooms and showers. How does that work? So there are regular bathrooms uh, with flushing toilets at the campground, but there are no showers at Upper Pines. There is a paid shower that you can go to um, in another part of Yosemite Valley where you can get a shower and they provide you towels and unlimited hot water. How far away is that? It's walking distance. I believe it's about a mile from the campground. Uh, there's also a large parking lot, so if you choose to drive over there, it's easy to park. Okay, so let's talk logistics because I'm curious. I'm a curious type of person. When you guys are camping like without hookups in your van, um, do you use the f- restroom facilities in general? And you know, do you find that that's a way that you sort of extend your stay at places like this? Yes, absolutely. So we'll only use the bathroom in the van at late at night, early in the morning, but Everything else, we go and use the public restroom, 
And then we always use showers either at the campground themselves or we'll go to a gym and shower there. Uh, crafty, crafty Joe and Kate. There you go. Tips. Now, this, tips is, this is this is one of your favorites of all time, correct? This particular campground. Yes, absolutely. It is gorgeous because you wake up, you step out of the door, and you have Half Dome. You have all of these trees, a river going by. It is just absolutely amazing to do a three sixty spin and just see all of Yosemite. So, how much does it cost to get all this natural beauty? 26 a night, and that's for a tent or an RV site. Wow, score. All right, now, we know this is one of your favorite campgrounds, and I don't think people can complain about, you know, camping in Yosemite, but um, nobody's perfect. And is there something that either, you know, you would like to see improved about this campground or that people should just sort of be aware of if they're going to camp there? I would say there. You know, being people who work on the road, there was limited Verizon LTE service, and it definitely bogged down during prime time when everyone got back to the campground. So that is something to take into consideration. I would, Yeah, I would say the limited, and we couldn't find Wi-Fi either, mm-hmm. so limited connectivity. All right, and so plan it, ahead for that, and just don't expect to get work done while you're in the park. Exactly, and I think it's also what I would consider... In some ways, a primitive campground. I mean, you do have the running water at the bathrooms, but that is it. You're basically just at a parking spot with a picnic table. It's the real beauty and everything around that draws you into that space. Is the campground dog-friendly? Yes, it is. And most of the trails in Yosemite are not dog-friendly, but there are some around the valley that you can take your dog on and really stretch the legs. All right, cool. Now, we're going to come back in a second, and Joe and Kate are going to talk about some of their favorite things to do in Yosemite National Park. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone Products. All right, so Blackstone has everything from a large 36-inch four-burner griddle that I don't think Kate and Joe are going to have in their van, but they also have that 17-inch one-burner tabletop version. That could fit into van life. It might work for them. You're going to find a Blackstone that's just right for you and your lifestyle because Blackstone is as individual as you are. You can cook everything on it that you can cook on a traditional grill, plus you can cook a thousand things that you can't do on a traditional grill. You're going to get that steakhouse experience in your own backyard or at your RV site because a Blackstone gets you that full-side steakhouse sear. Cheese steaks, bacon, eggs, sausage, pancakes, hamburgers, anything you can think of. Take advantage of up to four cooking heat zones so cooking an entire meal at once is now possible. No one's going to walk away hungry when you're cooking on a Blackstone. And I got two more things to say. I think the Blackstone tabletop griddles would be perfect for downsizing in van life because you can leave the cast iron. You can leave the pots and pans at home. You don't need an extra grill. And if you buy one of these things, don't forget to use coupon code RVFTA at checkout for 10% off and they always have free shipping at blackstoneproducts.com all right guys let's dive into um yosemite and tell us the your very favorite things that you did while you were lucky enough to camp in the park i would say every trail and hike we went on was probably a highlight um but our favorite hike was going up to vernal falls and it is a fairly i would say a moderate trail And you can hike up to Nevada Falls first, which is a beautiful waterfall. And then from there, you can take take it all the way to Vernal Falls. And along the trail, 
you will get soaking wet because you are that close to the mist coming off from the waterfall. Yeah, hence the name. So the trail's name is the Mist Trail. And you can just keep going and keep going. Absolutely beautiful. And you can make it as easy or difficult as you want to. And, and by just by how far you go? Or how, how do you make it easier? How do you make it more difficult? Exactly. So there are a lot of people that just, there's a bridge that kind of, you can cross the bridge and see the falls. Uh, that's one stop. And then depending on how far you go, I think the trail, as you go past the Vernal Falls, will take you all the way up to Half Dome. Half Dome which you need a permit for, but you can go all the way to the top of Half Dome on that trail. Now, can we just, um, you know, uh, the crowds are something that people always talk about when they mention Yosemite. What time of year did you guys go and what was your experience with the crowd situation? We were there in June uh, last summer and it was definitely crowded. I mean, we when we were on the Mist Trail, it was... There were lines. Yeah, uh, it was a line. You would get bogged down and you would have to wait. And I, there were definitely some people that got frustrated, but we took it with a grain of salt. We expected it. Mm-hmm. However, the further you go along a trail or the more you get out there, the crowds really start to dissipate and thin, and then it becomes very pleasurable. Uh, same thing when we were taking Leo around the campground, or not the campground, the valley. So dogs are allowed on all of the bike paths. They're not allowed on any of the hiking paths. So just something to note when you're walking around. But there are miles and miles and miles of bike trails. So you could never, you wouldn't get tired of them. All right. So um, anything else that you want to mention that was really a highlight of your time in Yosemite National Park? Ooh, I would say. Just being there was a highlight. Um, and waking up every morning with a view of Half Dome from the campground, uh, I really don't think there was a bad view anywhere in Yosemite. No, and you could just be a sightseer there, stay in the valley and watch people climbing up the mountains. Uh, just before we had gotten there, some guy had free climbed without ropes or anything to the top of Half Dome. Oh. And yeah, it just there are people out there that just go to watch that. They don't even bother hiking. So you can just... Go grab a chair and enjoy the views. Yeah. How many- and there are great spots to picnic all along everywhere. So Mirror Lake is a popular place that everyone likes to go to. And I would say, you know, pack a picnic, grab a bench, and enjoy the views of Half Dome from there. How many days did you spend in Yosemite? Three or four. Okay. Yeah, I think it was four days. Yeah. And you felt like you were able to really get, uh, you know, like a, a an enjoyable experience I think, there? I think Joe and Kate are plotting to get back. <laughs> yes. we, we definitely are. I would say since we had our dog with us, we were limited as to how far we could go. We didn't want to leave him alone for too long. Uh, so we definitely limited our hikes, but I think we saw all of the valley floor. And next time we go, we'll spend a lot more time up in the mountains themselves. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, is they have shuttles that run within Yosemite. So you can hop on a shuttle and get to different parts of the park very easily. How are the temperatures, like daytime temperatures, nighttime temperatures? While we were there, it depended on where you were. So when we were up on some of the uh, different roads, temperatures dropped and there was still snow on the ground. Um, some of the roads still weren't open. They still had about a hundred inches of snow up in the mountains. 
and which led to some amazing waterfalls and rivers and things. But on the valley floor, it was, I would say, low 50s at night and maybe mid-70s during the day. So very enjoyable. Gosh, I, this is this place is really far up on our bucket list. And after this review, I just feel like I have to be in a rig that I can get, get that will get into pine. Upper Pines. Yeah, I really feel that way. Like, I just want to be in the park for sure. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for giving us that great review of Upper Pines Campground in Yosemite National Park. And thanks also to Jayco for supporting Campground of the Week. Since 1968, Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories. Today, Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to Class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Warranty. They give you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around the campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit a local Jayco dealer or Jayco.com. And Joe and Kate from WhereTheRussos.com, where can we find more about you guys? I would say everything is on WhereTheRussos.com. And if you're looking for other campgrounds or just places to boondock, Go on our site, search for the area you're going to, and you'll probably find some cool places that we've been before, along with some of our tips about how to camp there. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us about the book one more time. So my book is Take Risks, One Couple's Journey to Quit Their Jobs and Hit the Road, and it's all about mine and Kate's adventure from going from this crazy idea to hit the road to our first day actually being on the road. You can find it on Amazon in digital and print version, as well as pretty much every other online bookstore. And if you have a print copy and you see us in person, I will sign it for you. And you want to buy it now, and we'll have it in the show notes. And you want to buy it now so that when part two comes out, you're ready. Yeah, you're all caught up to the story. And also go on over to RVFTA uh, podcast this week, and you can hear more from Joe and Kate about their really um, fun, remarkable journey on the road. Guys, thanks again, and we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground. Thank, Thank you. you for See you guys. Us.